Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the wizarding world. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. We were really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the books. But today we're discussing Act 4, Scenes 1-6 through six of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Um, first, we have some announcements and reminders. This is an interactive podcast, and we want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag Wizard Team on Twitter to join the conversation. Love our blog, love Wizard Team, have a few extra galleons lying around, donate to Black Girls Create. Check out our new Patronus perks and send, or send us a cheering charm at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. And we have Black Girls Create merch, so you can head over to our website to step up your nerd, fashion, and stationary game. And if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, please rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, I don't know if you can rate on Spotify, um, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deborah with nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe and you can do that at blackgirlscreate.org. And now for Wizard Team News. You know, happy Christmas to those of y'all who celebrate. Happy Kwanzaa Eve, you know what I'm saying? I hope your holidays are relaxing and you didn't have a bunch of random things pop up and you're not stressed about, you know, New Year, New You. Just like chill, sleep, watch Lord of the Rings, you know? I got a new planner, so I'm really excited about that. It just came in the mail yesterday. I like had asked Ami about another package and then she came with two or no I had to go downstairs to grab the one because she doesn't know how to look for things and then I had missed the other one and she brought it up to me and I was like what did I what is this I don't even remember because I be buying shit I don't know what I be buying <laughs> it's a problem but then, and I opened it and I was like she was like it's from Passion Planner and I was like oh shit it's lit <laughs> so I haven't like done anything yet except for put a Hogwarts BSU sticker in February but um I will be organizing things, so I'm very excited. I should try to get my, I should get a, pl- a passion planner as well, or just, you know, a planner. A planner, yeah. Yeah, get I mostly was like, I up. just, I haven't had, a, I haven't used a planner since high school, so mm-hmm. I just, I feel like now is the time <laughs> to, like, get back <laughs> organized in a way that actually makes sense for all the, all of the things that need to happen, yeah. so. I missed an important phone call on Friday and was just like, oh, Oops. Well. (laughs) Yeah. My fault. That was that on that. My fault. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, hopefully it'll be, I'm excited to fill it out and then hopefully I won't feel so, ooh, about. 2020, we're saying goodbye to bigots. We're saying goodbye to dumb stuff. We're saying goodbye to drama. We're saying hello to planning. Mm -hmm. Saying hello to organization. We're saying hello to creating. Mm -hmm. Saying hello to like love and kindness, look at this. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm saying goodbye to sickness. Yeah. I'm sick of it. That too. I need some, sick like, I wish I had some cough drops. I need, like, my throat whenever we record. <laughs> I'm like, I'm talking too much. <laughs> my throat hurts. Okay, anyway, speaking of bigots. So, JK Rowling this week, of course she would have to, she would do it, like, over the holidays like I, I was really I was like mad on lots of reasons because it's, it's all trash but she decided to like 
come out and like you know there's been there's been things people have been talking about her being a turf um which stands for trans exclusionary radical feminist i believe um but basically being an anti-trans piece of crap um and people have like been saying this for a while especially because like and as it relates to like her liking tweets from like known turfs there was a trans journalist who wrote like a medium piece that really, like, dove in and laid it out. And this was a couple, mm-hmm. like, maybe, like, two years ago. It was ago. a few years ago. It was a few years ago. And that's when it kind of, everyone was like, oh. But it was kind of like, it felt like there were a lot of whispers about yes. it. I think because she had never, like, come out to say anything, like, to actually say anything herself. And so a lot of people were like, so it, it like, you could have missed it. Yeah. It's possible deniability. It's possible that you could have missed it. I think that you definitely could have because, like, I missed it. I found out by the time I saw that. I think by the time I saw that, it, it had already, like, been said before. It had already before. been talked about and stuff before. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I even missed the first, I mean, I found out sooner it's than this. It's been a minute, yeah. But, like, also because of, like, post-canon stuff, like, I just really have tried very hard to not pay attention she to been muted. She's been muted on my stuff. I don't right. like it. So, like, like, if you've nah. been... If you've just, even for just pure Harry Potter, the Harry Potterness of it all, if you've been trying mm-hmm. to, like, limit Her. your JK intake, yeah. you could have definitely missed this. I mean, it's funny, because, like, I followed a bunch of Potter accounts and all that stuff when we started Wizard Team, and they're all, like, hashtag laws, they're all muted now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, no. Uh, but she was that, because I, again, I, or, like, I wouldn't have seen the tweet if someone didn't share it, because I had her muted. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, so she came out and said some trans, anti-trans BS. She was also, so someone else did this, like, pretty interesting thread about it, too, because her her tweet, if you are not well-versed in, like, anti- or bigoted language, like, in those dog whistles, kind of, her tweet comes off as, be whoever you want to be, I don't care, or, like, Oh, no, call yourself whatever you want to call yourself. Dress how you want to dress. That's totally fine. But don't, like, I forget how she words it, but, like, but you can't call yourself a woman if you're not or something like that. And <clears throat> takes the stand in solidarity with this woman who um, did not get fired. Because there's, like, a lot of stuff happening online talking about, like, the, the like, so this tweet was in support of another turf. And um, the woman did not get fired. She was a contractor and did not get her contract renewed because of the hate speech and the language and the, and the ways in which she, she's a researcher and the ways in which she spoke about gender and used that belief in her, that false belief, disproven by science, disproven by society, in her work. So she didn't get fired because of her beliefs, though... Her contract did not get renewed, and her beliefs affected her work. Mm-hmm. So that's who J.K. Rowling took the time out to stand in solidarity with. Right. After, you know, also standing in solidarity with Johnny Depp and standing in solidarity, you know. Just lots of, lots been, of things. <laughs> She's yeah. been out here. Um, so, like, you know, I think we want to, like, be explicit and just be, like, you know, shout out to the trans and queer people in like the fandom 
And um, in life. And in life. In, in life, like, period. But I think, like, I'm saying in the family specifically just because, yes. like, we know how, like... Like, this, you know, this is a series that has been formative in a lot of our lives, and so finding out that, like, or not finding out, or just, like, finally having it be confirmed that, like, this person who had, like, this large impact on your life is, like, the worst and kind of denies your, like, personhood is trash. Yeah, the fact that that is a thing that folks have to deal with is like it sucks and it's garbage and you know um I do know how it feels not in the exact same way but in a similar way and so yeah but also I think that like a lot of people and like what a lot of people were saying on Twitter is about how like at this point she's so far removed from a lot of people's like enjoyment and experience of that series that it's not so hard to throw her away without throwing away the series yeah which I yeah which I feel like it's interesting because I think in, other, in a lot of other instances with other people doing certain things like that, it can become like, we got to throw away the whole thing. So it's interesting in this case. And I like agree with it, but it's just an interesting thing and in how like that changes depending on the person and depending on like what the thing is. Because at I this point, a lot of people are show. like, no one really, I mean, when is the last time anyone has really been checking for JK Rowling to say anything about the Harry Potter world? Like at this point, people are like, nah, shut up. <laughs> like, and that's right. been that way for years now. And <clears> so like, yeah, it's just that part is interesting to me. Yeah, and I think it also says a lot, too, about not only about, like, what J.K. Rowling has been doing recently that we've all collectively just been like, girl, stop, um, but also what the fandom has done. And um, maybe I'm biased because, also, you know, we've talked about it. Like, we, me and Bayana both were fandom adjacent until we decided to start this. Um, but in my point of view, like, the Harry Potter fandom started... Um, was very fundamental in the way that, like, fandom as it exists today um, works. Mm -hmm. And taking those things, um, taking those, like, elemental pieces, you know, the original seven books and stuff like that, and then creating things on top of that and building out the world yourself and um, building real-life communities separate from, like, you know, I we've talked about before, like, we don't need Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers is really a hindrance at this point, and, like, our online community, our offline community, how we engage and interact with these, um, these works, and I think that, like, on a positive note, like, the Harry Potter fandom has built itself in a way in which, like, this isn't, obviously, it's not, like, something that should have been inevitable or should have been known, but it's built itself in a way in which, like, any kind of disappointment from the creator and the people that hold like that own the property quote unquote um does it's not going to like slow down what's happening at all mm-hmm. you know it was a robust community when after the um OG7 stopped and the movie stopped and like that was not long enough time of quietness but like while it was quiet it was still a robust community and a, and a bustling fandom of creators and people doing interesting things. So it will continue to do that. Yeah. And folks have been like, you know, writing themselves into this world for ever. And like, I don't know, there's just so many things now that you can take from the world and um, from the fandom that have nothing to do with her. Um, So it's definitely one of those things where I was like, it's more thinking about now like new 
people, like new readers. You yeah. Know? Like, how does that work? Um, but yeah, but I also think that like she's been here before a long time. Yeah. So I mean, and I, and I think another thing to talk about and like this is a good place is like how she's been tripping for a long time and how and the reaction to those previous Mm -hmm. things because yeah like for us in particular like I was asleep when like the tweet dropped and you know in our slack channel they're talking about it in one channel and when I woke up I went to a different channel um and there was like a mention of it and literally from the, like, the little small bit of context that we, I had, whilst also still technically being asleep. Like, yeah. you know, you wake up and you check your phone. Yeah. But you're not awake. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, did J.K. Rowling do some turf shit? Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, like, no, it wasn't even, it was like the top of mind. She said something else stupid. Right. You know, and then it was a matter of going back and being like, okay, what exactly? What, what was it? How which, which was it this time that she <laughs> right. said that was stupid? Yeah. Right. But like, you know, we weren't, it was, and I feel for the people in which it was like earth shattering and like, you know, kind of, but also. It, it wasn't earth shattering for some of the people who acted like they were earth shattering, but yeah, it shouldn't have been. And yeah. not, and not like, not to say again, not to say that like, folks who are hurt by it and like especially trans folks who even if they knew before or not like that it's not like that regardless like whatever she said is violence it is like a problem and harmful in and of itself it's more like folks who now is the time to be like who, who are now like oh this is like I didn't realize she was she's been tripping like at all that's what it was like. So I, it's, I it's need a, to take it's time to unpack this. I need to take time to sort out my feelings about this. Like that stuff is like, you've had time because she has been. She's been wilding for a long time, and I think that like it's one of those things where I don't want it's 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 a lot of nuance, and so like it's one of those things where like I don't want to take away from the people who are actually harmed. Um, right. But I also want to acknowledge that homegirl has been harming a lot of different people for a long time, and with to varying response um and also that folks some folks in fandom have who are now like oh no have been shouting down other people in other similar instances when when they speak out so it's just like there's a lot of a lot of different things going on um but i think at this point we could maybe cut it short for now um there are twitter threads yeah (laughs) Both from I will say this. Like, I'll I, end on this. I will say, in a weird way, thank you to J.K. Rowling for making it, for being so loud and un, like, unambiguous mm. with this. Because, and even still, people are still arguing about the ambiguity, ambiguity about, like, whether or not she can be called a bigot. But, like with the other things in which we have been shouted down about how she's been harmful, there has been like a, well, I didn't see that or I didn't, my interpretation was blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is annoying and like, you know, we can argue about the, how disingenuous that is about, you know, interpretations of things, but mm-hmm. 
with this one, there's like no other way to interpret yeah. what she said. So we're all on the same page now, maybe. <laughs> Hopefully, but even if not, probably not. But it's probably okay. not. But like, our stance is clear. Yeah. Like, it was violent. Just, it was hateful. It was, it was stupid. Trash. It was. It was like also just brings up the good point of like why are y'all so pressed about what other people are doing it's like very strange and to living me. their lives because you got to really go out of your way to be hateful and it just feels like, right. it, like in why? 2019 slash 2020 like for all that's reason. going on in this world right now you're this is where you're spending your energy mm-hmm. yep basically australia is on fire like, mm-hmm. come on. Let people live. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so we'll just, we'll leave it there because we have more trash to get into. Um, magical birthdays. Today, shout out to Ish and Kate, whose birthdays are today. Um, Happy birthday. Christmas babies. Christmas babies. And you have twice the presents. <laughs> right, instead of like less or none, but yeah. <laughs> Cool. Previously on Wizard Team, I hmm, I don't really remember, honestly. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Um, oh, okay. Previously on Wizard Team, Scorpius and Albus were trying to um, destroy the Time Turner, which Scorpius had, like, hidden. Like, he had told McGonagall and them that, like, it, that he lost it, um, but really he just didn't trust them to take care of it. Um, so Which is he's hilarious like, because they were the ones playing in time. That's what I'm saying. Like, Okay, um, but he, Albus and Scorpius are like, we're gonna go and destroy the Time Turner. We have to kind of figure out what's going on. But then Albus calls Delphi because he's like, she was in on it too. Like we're a trio, so she should know. Jokes on him. Delphi is actually evil and takes the Time Turner from them. Is like, you're gonna have to go back in time to humiliate Cedric in the third task so that we can bring. Voldemort back um, because of some prophecy that's I mean, like was like a bootleg and it was like a bootleg prophecy too like Sib- even Sybil had bars she was a fraud right. but she had bars this one I don't know who said it where it came from but they mm, no um, it's hilarious because like as you're going through like, like previously you say that and we just read it and I'm still like that don't sound right no because it's not it just, right it's, just, it's not while this is going on, Harry, Ginny, Hermione, and Draco, and maybe Ron, but I don't think Ron was there because Ron's never there. They're trying to figure out where their sons are, and then they're trying to, then they are like, oh, wait, oh, because Ron is like, oh, Albus has an older girlfriend. That's not a, of concern to anyone. Um, so then they go to Amos, and they're like, what's going on with your niece? And he and Amos is like, niece? I never had a niece. And... Albus and Scorpius run into Cedric Diggory and they're like, you were good and nobody cares. And then, then we find out that apparently Delphi is um, the daughter daughter. of Voldemort. And And Bellatrix. No. We just, at this point, we just know it's Voldemort's daughter. Uh, Draco does not know this. Apparently he's like, Voldemort had a daughter, despite the fact that Homeboy was, you know, subletting his house. (laughs) Um... (laughs) <laughs> like he moved in he was he was his roommate for his last year of uh 
Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Although, except then also, he was his roommate, but also he was never there. He was abroad most of that time. Anyway, we're just, mm, we'll get there. So, yeah, so then we find out that Voldemort had a daughter, and that's who Delphi is, and that's where we ended. So, basically. And Delphi wants to JK come Rowling. back or bring Voldemort back, not so that she can rule, that he can no. rule. And, and she, she can, can be, be her, psychic. his number two. She mm-hmm. can be the, the vice chancellor of, of dark arts. Mm-hmm. Darkness. Yep. Secretary of Darkness. Yep. So, before we get into it, let's have a word from our sponsors. Alright, so, we're in Act 4, Scene 1. I just want to, you know, first, like, just shout out. We're almost done. <laughs> yes, Shout out to God. My goodness. Um, Thank goodness. We deserve. Truly. It's been hard. It's been a rough one. It has been a struggle. So, um, so Act 4, Scene 1, we're in the Ministry of Magic in the Grand Meeting Room. Again, um, witches and wizards are crammed in the Grand Meeting Room. Hermione walks hastily to the stage, or walks onto the hastily made stage. Which, like, if this is the Grand Meeting Room, I feel like the stage should just... Stay up. Or, you know what? It's magic. Why is it... Does it look hastily made? Like... They put up a whole wedding tent with magic. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. You so you're just doing shoddy spell work in yep. the ministry? Yep. Like, hate to see it. It's like, wow, Hermione just became everything that she detested as a kid. It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> like, just incompetent and, like, it's, it's, like, really frustrating because of all the stuff. And not to say that people don't do that, but it's also, but it's not, like, interrogated at all. It just right. is. And it's like, why did y'all make Hermione... Cornelius Fudge, then Snape, then Cornelius Fudge again. Why did they make this play? That as well. So Hermione raises her hand for silence, silence falls, and then she's surprised by the lack of effort it took. And anyway, so she's like, thank you, I'm pleased so many of you were able to make it to my second extraordinary general meeting, um, which makes it less extraordinary, I would think, but that's not my point. As many of you know, oh, oh yeah, and then there was a new spare, I forgot about that. Some yeah. random kid who showed up in Act 3 was killed by Delphi so that we could have a new spare. Because of, like, synergy or, you know, whatever. Yeah, I guess. But they just didn't. Like, cra- like he literally was not a part of anything. <laughs> and then he just became an over-eager prefect who popped up in the wrong place, wrong time. Bam. But we really don't have any emotional connection to him nope. in any way. So... Anyway, um, so as many of you know, a body was found at Hogwarts. His name was Craig Bowker. He was a good boy, which, like, you know, shout Sounds out like to... like a dog to me. Great, like, such a good eulogy, you he know what I mean? He was a good boy. A good boy. We have no firm information who was responsible for the act, but yesterday we researched St. Oswald's. A room there revealed two things. One, a prophecy that promised the return of darkness. Two, written on the ceiling, a proclamation that the Dark Lord had a... that Voldemort had a child. Like, uh, can, so one thing. Why is she Who saying is the Hermione Dark Lord? calling the Dark Lord? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Two. Can we just <laughs> when, how, and who would Vol- ha- Voldemort is not having? A, he is not procreating. Nobody's asking like, the questions that matter. Nobody's like, like, hey, didn't he like have a magical magical body? body. And no knows. Before then, like, was canonically, like, I forget which one, so sorry, I didn't, I'm not um, a psychology major, 
but it's like sociopaths or psychopaths. One of the one of the two of that designation is unable to. I think it's sociopath. They're not able to feel like human connection. They can mimic it, right? Which is like why how Voldemort or Tom Riddle was popular. He had like his followers or whatever, and he was like well liked by certain members of the faculty. At the same time, he's going home and killing his parents and, mm-hmm. and family or whatever. Um, so they're able to, like, mimic that, but there's no actual connection there. They don't see people as people. They see people as tools, um, playthings, whatever. I can make people hurt, you know? So why would he want... An, and he wanted to live forever. His whole thing was to live forever. Why would he want an heir? You don't need an heir if you're never going to die. What you need an heir for? He got followers. He ain't never had an equal. He ain't never gonna lower himself to be with some woman. Like, what? <laughs> and at that point, when they have that conversation, they go, you right, let's think of another premise for this show and start all over. Scrap it, throw it away. Come on. Nah. Oh um. my God. So, basically, um, they're like, we don't know the full details. We're only just investigating, questioning those with a Death Eater connection. And yet no record has been found either of the child or the prophecy. But it does look like there's some truth to it. A child was kept hidden from the wizarding world. Like, I just want to, again, Draco is lying. He's a liar. (laughs) And I just need us to say that up front. I said it last episode. But he lying. And I don't trust it. If we take this as truth. Then he's lying. Like, there's no way. Like, there's just no way that he would not know this. Um, Especially in the thing that's going to come to light in a few. Also, like, we're living in the wizarding world in which, like, fourth years a day or the same day that the time turner is found know that there's a time turner. Like, secrets like that are not being kept. (sighs) All of those Death Eaters after the Battle of Hogwarts, they're all getting, you know, going on trial and getting you know, put in Askman or whatever. None of them were talking about how he had a daughter or mm-hmm. how Bellatrix had a kid. Nope. No, or well, they didn't, we didn't, we don't know yet that it's Bellatrix's well, daughter you know, kid. I mean, it's, this is spoiler heavy, so it's fine, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then McGonagall says, she, a daughter? He had a daughter? And then, I don't know why I wrote this, but probably because I was delirious and this is stupid, but I wrote, girl power. <laughs> <laughs> You too can be dark lord. Right. You know what I'm saying? Equal opportunity bigotry. Okay. Um, and now, and is she in custody? Which, that's McGonagall, which is, you know, the important question. And then right. Harry's like, professor, she did ask for no questions. And then um, Hermione's like, it's fine. No, that's where it gets worse. We have no means of taking her into custody or stopping her from doing anything. She's out of our reach. So again, it's just ministry incompetence, but with Hermione's face, in which case... Why make like it just doesn't make sense for her character? Not that like she can't mess up, but for her to be as bumbling as she is, it's like why? Yeah, because also like if she is hiding in time and they found out afterwards, like it makes sense that she's out of reach or whatever. But like Hermione would have come up with like a communications plan. Yeah, something. You know what I mean? Like she wouldn't just call a meeting and be like, uh, uh, right. She's like, nope, she's out of our reach. We but. These are our, this is our, we're like, doing X, Y, Z. Right. We got a squad. We run, we roll it out. Like we have a, tr- a task force. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, she's just like, I don't know. 
We're asking Sometimes people leaders, just travel with Tari. They don't know. They don't really know nothing. Death Eater's not really cooperating. Who would have thought? Like, okay. She's like, we have reason to believe she's hidden herself in time, which should be lit, but it's not. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, whatever. The um, idea of hiding yourself in time, though, there are, like, a ton of shows and stories in which that happened, and I'm nine out of ten times here for it. Yeah, exactly. This is the one out of ten times <laughs> where I'm like, oh, I don't care. Um, so then McGonagall starts to scold Hermione about keeping the time turner, and Hermione's like, no, Professor, I didn't, and she's like, shame on you, and like, and I think so. This is, could have been a really interesting look at Hermione's like fear of failure, mm-hmm. um, because like her literal bogger at thirteen. I mean, like you know, it could have changed by now. It's been over twenty years, and you know, lots of terrifying things have happened since then. But her bogger at thirteen was her mind was Professor McGonagall telling her that she failed everything. So the fact that right yeah. now, even if like that's not her deepest fear of now, it was a deep seated fear. So her so Professor McGonagall like basically like scolding her in her yeah. and like should be like far more it it should just hit harder and should matter I don't know it just should matter more and I know that Hermione is not like the main character of this play but and really none all of them are tropes at this point but like yeah I don't know yeah. I just like read this and was like nah this is a big deal and we're just gonna skip over it um, because it wasn't a big deal in the movies and not a big story material. Right. I mean, it was barely a big deal in the books. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. And Harry's like, she doesn't deserve it. This isn't all Hermione's fault. We don't know how the witch got a hold of a time turner, whether my son gave it to her. And then Ginny's like, whether our son gave it to her. Um, or whether it was stolen from him. So then she joins Harry on the stage. I guess she's no... But earlier she was blaming him and like, oh, yeah. Harry Potter, if you sent our son away... I want. I, I can't forgive you for I this. I can't forgive you. Well, we're, what did you tell him to make him a complete douchebag of a child? Right. Um, so Jenny joins Harry on stage, and then McGonagall's like, uh, your solidarity is admirable, but it doesn't make your negligence negligible, which, like... What? Okay. And then... McGonagall Drake, has better, like, syntax than that. Like, yeah. she, would, she knows how to put together a sentence. And then Draco's like, then it's, negli- then it's negligence I too should face. And he... Walks up to the stage and stands beside Ginny. This is almost a Spartacus moment, which is what it says. I read this and I was like, I mean, the tiredness is quickly given away to outrage by what comes next. But like, I read that this is a Spartacus moment. And like, there's also, there's all these like, I know that they wrote this knowing I, I think that they wrote this knowing that they were going to publish it because like the, the stage directions are very flowery in general mm-hmm. but like this is a Spartacus moment and then it's like this is pure terror this is horrifying this is, you know what I mean and I'm like no it's not right because I'm reading it so you I'm you can't not... just say that yeah with a crappy story no mm-hmm. it's not it's not yeah I'm reading it it's not a Spartacus moment yeah it's a oh here come this jerk oh, right here comes this but, but I guess there's gasps because you know it's Draco standing because up for them that there should be gasps and like can we also like talk about how this is before Ron so right. it's Harry and Hermione on this little platform by themselves because it's it's about them no at first it's just them and yeah. then Ginny joins and then Draco you know 
their best the friend and silver tree <laughs> right their best friends <laughs> you know and then she's and then draco's like Hermione and harry have done nothing wrong but try and protect us all if they're guilty then i am too and then hermione looks across at her core cohort moved and then ron joins and says just to say i didn't know about much of it so can't take responsibility and i'm pretty sure my kids had nothing to do with it but if this lot are standing up here then so am i and i wrote fuck off yeah. what the fuck is this shite and I wrote this is your literal family you don't he's like my kids are great the but it's theater. like yeah this is your nephew dumbass in the theater I was like who the fuck is that yeah like what there's no what? there's no way where Ra would be like well I don't know I mean I just I'm just gonna sit up here cause I'm here I'm here but like also to make a point I didn't know I don't know about nothing right like my no. wife's up here but you know before okay. like you can't after Draco right like what and it's like that you don't have anything to do with it when your wife your sister and your best friend are up there that's that's like someone you know sending a letter to my cousin talking about how they're disappointed because she's what a what a what not mm-hmm. and I'm like I don't got nothing to do with me even though it's my podcast mm-hmm. my cousin mm-hmm <laughs> what? I just peeped. I, I just, I just okay. clicked. It just I didn't know if we ever talked about it. In we haven't. I here, yeah, so we haven't. But it's I cool because I, I picked it up. I'm yeah. picking up what you laying down. Yes, it is like that. <laughs> it is like um, that. We talk mess about people's family, and then you expect them to be like, okay, that got nothing to do with me, bro. Like, they got nothing to do with me. Well, man. Oh, my family. That has nothing to do with right. Me. Nothing what? at all. Not even a little bit. Like. Also, the line is completely useless. Like, Mm -hmm. they could have just had Ron, like, stand up in, like, solidarity and say nothing. Yeah, it's meant to be, like, it's meant to be comedic, but it's not. Like, it's not funny. It's, like... It's not funny. It doesn't add to his, like, the only thing it adds to his character is that I can't stand his character. Yeah. And not even in the way that, like previously Ron was you know on our nerves like this is not Ron like this is some yeah. other shit like who <laughs> is this like person? who is this dude this uh. is like the moment that made me write the like dismantling of Ron's legacy mm-hmm. like I was in the theater like they're not like and this is also before we really tore Ron down on the podcast but, like, <laughs> where did they even build this character from you know what I mean like mm-hmm. at first it was like okay they're making Ron into a caricature of the Rod in the movies, which is straight comic relief. Yeah. Plus, like, a little sprinkle of twins. A little sprinkle of the twins, right. But there is no Weasley on the history of the planet that it's not going to stick up for a Weasley because they're a Weasley. Right. Like, even Percy. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they were not bad-mouthing Percy to anyone beyond outside of... Their immediate group. Mm-hmm. I'm disgusted. It's it's like truly garbage. Um, and then Jenny's like, no one can know where they are, whether they're together or apart. I trust that our sons will be doing all they can to stop her butt. And I'm like, but they're 14 years old and they ain't even been in class. So they really have a third, they have a three-year education in right. magic. And y'all also, over here trusting that they can do it, but they didn't even, they, they skipped the train. This is still the beginning of the school year. Like, yeah. they, had, they haven't actually, like, been, like the they've been in, like, two weeks. classes. 
one of which for Scorpius was in a different timeline. So he was learning some other shit. Like, I just like, (laughs) yeah. Um, I also wanted to point out though, because this happens a few times, like Ron says something and the next line, like they don't even acknowledge his presence. Yeah. There's no like response. She didn't say something like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Right. You're a damn Weasley. Right. There might've been like, and this isn't even in the notes, but they, and I must, you know, from my memory, Mm -hmm. they look at him like roll their eyes or something right but it's like like jimmy should have just pushed him off the stage if he's gonna be like this like (laughs) just wow so anyway they've got ours out looking for things um and then harry's like there's one truth we can't escape somewhere in our past the witch is trying to rewrite everything we ever knew and all we can do is wait wait for the moment she either succeeds or fails um, and then McGonagall's like, and if she succeeds, and then Harry says, then just like that, most of the people in this room will be gone, will no longer exist, and Voldemort will rule again. But literally, nobody cares. First, I mean, I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to speak for everybody. Me I, personally. I, I, I too. Okay. I as well. Cool. I too. Richard Dolezal. Mm-hmm. I too. <laughs> don't care. Great. Awesome. So, scene two, we're in the Scottish Highlands. Um, at the train station, nineteen eighty-one. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. Did they? Uh, is that the name of the train station by Hogsmeade? Because no, the Hogsmeade, oh. the Hogsmeade train station is the Hogsmeade, Hogsmeade. train station. Yeah, right. So they are, are at a different in... train station. These are in muggles. The... In the maze. No, and then they... they, Well, they explain, because, like, they... So then they come back, or they end up back in 1981. I guess she, like, breaks the time-turner, so they don't know where they are, and then they're they're trying to figure out where they are now, but they were at Hogwarts, and they're trying to get away from Hogwarts because they don't know where they're at. Or, like, when they are, sorry. Okay. Yeah. I missed that part, I guess. Yeah. Um, So they're looking at a station master, and then Albus is like, one of us should talk to him, and then... Scorpio says, hello, Mr. Station Master, Mr. Muggle. Question, did you see a flying witch passing here? And by the way, what year is it? We just ran away from Hogwarts because we were frightened of upsetting things, but this is okay? Um, and then Albus is like, you know what annoys me most of all? Dad will think we did it deliberately. And, I, and shout out to Scorpius for being like, really? Shout out to Scorpius, I was going to say. <laughs> for, he's like, That's it? really? I mean, really, really? We're trapped. Lost in time, probably permanently, and you're worrying about what your dad might think about it, which is like priorities, truly. And then Albus is like, "There's a lot to understand. Dad's pretty complicated, but like." So this is also I'm like, the first time anyone has ever said that about Harry Potter. I mean, and so then I literally am like, "Is this even the plot or the time anymore? Like, <laughs> it's not the time to be talking about Harry no more." This is no longer the plot. This is what you told us the plot was, and you turned it into some other shit. So, like, why are we even talking about this anymore? Like, who cares about their relationship? Um, and then Scorpius says, and you're not, not to question your taste in women, but you fancied, well, and I put quotes around taste in women because we all know the truth. Ooh, do we not, though? And then Albus is like, I did, didn't I? I mean, what she did to Craig, um... And basically, Scorpius is like, let's not, let's focus. We, you know, they don't, they don't have wands, brooms, no means of returning back to their time. Basically, they need the doctor, but he's not going to help them because he's also looking at them like, y'all being dumb. Y'all, y'all got y'all it. Like I'm going back to my universe. Um, <laughs> so then the station master comes up and he's talking in 
very strong Scots, and I'm not, like, it doesn't really matter, but I always wonder why they write it this way. Because I'm sure Scottish people, when they write, don't write their accents like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. But, anyway. Basically, Albus figures out that she, like, she, Albus suddenly realizes where Delphi is. Um, because she, he looks at the date on the timetable and realizes that's the 30th of October, 1981, um, uh, which is the date of, or the day before the death of Lily and James Potter. So Albus is realizing that she's not trying to bring about her prophecy. She's trying to prevent the big one. Can I then say how dumb this is? Because once again... We're in a situation in which someone is messing with time mm-hmm. to ensure mm-hmm. that they don't exist. Mm-hmm. She stops Voldemort from well, <clears throat> yeah, doing what he is going to do on the 31st of October. She does not exist. He's not at Malfoy Manor mm-hmm. to get down and dirty and make her or whatever. And it just feels like it's time travel 101. It's just, it's so, like, and my, and see, my thing wasn't even that. It's not even about the, like, time, it's not even about that, like, the mechanics of it. It's just about the, like, we got suckered into watching a play, two plays, that rehashed things that we could have just gone back and read the original version of. Mm-hmm. But instead, we got to go back and be like, well, what about Cedric? And go back and be like, okay, but what about if the Dark Lord won and Harry and Harry was dead? And then, oh, but what about this? And like, oh, let's go see Lily and James again. Like, who, like, what the fuck? Like, the whole idea is like 19 years later, which one it's not. It's like 20-something years later. But whatever. And then we aren't even in that time. Yep. So, like, I just, like, it's at false advertising. But anyway, then Albus and Scorpius go back and forth reciting from memory the original prophecy. Which, why would they know it? <laughs> There's Are all these things, things where like, it's been them? happening this whole play where they just know things about like the past as if they read the Harry Potter series. Like, I don't even know. I mean, I kind of could, could I have mostly memorized Trelawney's like prophecy, but not like seriously what the hell like what thrice to find him born with the seven month dies they say together (laughs) like i just feel like why for what reason i mean i guess the idea is that like in this world like harry potter is so revered and taught like the the story is repeated like over and over and over again like so you by the time you're their age you know it very well but even then like Albus, I feel like, would specifically on have, purpose you know, like, not memorize like, that shit. Right. You know? you know they have, like, the Lord's Prayer, and you can buy it on a bunch of stuff. And yeah. Some, like, woman's house, and you'll see it on plaques or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do they have the prophecy, like, on, like, <laughs> the dinnerware plaque? Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, with yeah. a picture of Obama or whatever. Like, and, like, or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Harry died so we could soar or some shit. Like, yeah. what? And then... For sure, that's not going to be at Harry Potter's house. No, Albus would not know it. And even if they were trying to make him know it, he would actively not know it. Like, it just... Scorpius even. Like, Draco wouldn't want that shit up in his house. He's like, the fuck is this? (laughs) 
like, I just, it is like, it's so, like, they just do so many things that, like, their characters should not do. Just for plot purposes. They could have had, like, I don't know, they could have had anybody pop up and say it real quick so they all kind of hear it and then go away. They could have had Trelawney mm-hmm. pop up from something. Like, instead, they're just like, oh, we'll just have these characters say it, even though there's literally no reason why they would know it. Or have it memorized. And, like, in doing that, it just shows even bigger plot holes. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not like it's, like, in the movies when they always have Hermione being the one that knows things that she shouldn't know, but you're like, okay, I guess she read it in a book. Right. Like, these are things that, like, shouldn't be in books. Shouldn't, and it just, like, brings it even more in the stark contrast that, like, they don't know what they're doing. Like, why are we here? Mm-hmm. So, in 24 hours' time, Voldemort curses himself trying to kill baby Harry Potter. Delphi's trying to prevent that curse. She's going to kill Harry herself. We need to get to Gardner Hollow now. And then my question is, wouldn't it still backfire? Because... Just because she, like, she'd kill Harry, but she wouldn't because Lily would still protect her and she would die. But she don't have no horcruxes. She'd be dead dead. So maybe they should just let her do it. Right. But. Anyway. Um, and my thing is, the five minutes of the time turn, like, I'm just still, like, and I understand, like, okay, they're not near the time, whatever, they're stuck, or mm-hmm. whatever. But. This is a play, and it's not explicit enough, because I didn't catch it. So I'm like, shouldn't they be already, like, shunted back to their original time? Mm-hmm. They're moving around, like, how they ran away from Hogwarts, which means, like, to me, it's like, you would get to, like, Hogsmeade. I don't know. Like, I'm just like, where are y'all? How'd you get I think, there? I mean, I think they're supposed to, there's, like, an unspecified amount of time that, uh, between when they got to, when they landed in 1981 and when they got to this place. I guess. I mean, I, I guess, but I'm just like... Yeah. So, because, you know, we haven't had the, like, reason to question before the five-minute thing, but I'm like, so the, does the five minutes only work if you're touching the time-turner? Well, time-turner's broken like, now. Oh. So, it doesn't count. Because it's broken. Like, I think she went back in time, broke it, and then they're just there. Ugh. Yeah. Um, all right, scene three, 1981, Godric's Hollow. So they walk to the center of Godric's Hollow, which I guess they just, it goes back to how do they get there? I don't know, they just ended up there. They can't apparate, they can't, they must have went, they walked or something. So Albus is like, this is Godric's Hollow? And Scorpius is like, your dad's never taken you? No, he tried a few times, but I refused because he's an asshole. But, I'm an asshole. Okay. Um, and then Scorpius is like, there's no time for a tour. We have a murderous witch to save on the word to save the world from but regard the church St. Jerome's and he the church becomes visible um and then they're talking about the graveyard and the statue where Harry and his parents will be but aren't yet and he's like this is where so he's basically like we don't have time for a tour but here's a tour here's a tour and also like again how would you your dad's taking you to Godric's Hollow Scorpius what the hell (sighs) anyway this is the house where Matilda Backshot lived lives which is like again why does he know all this he's 14 Mm -hmm. years old he's like his dad is not taking him on this shit and then they're like you know the Bethilda Bagshot and then the very same oh my that's her wow squeak my geeky my geekness is a quivering and like this is is what I said this is name dropping just a name drop mm -hmm. um Jack Thorne is Tahani Aljamil if you watch The Good Place. And that 
how would, like, again, like, how would you know where she lives? Mm -hmm. And beyond, like, an author's picture, how would you be able to just be, like, able to spot Matilda Bagshot by facial recognition 30 years before, like, before... I don't don't know what edition of A History of Magic they're reading, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, either this, like, the first edition of A History of Magic is, like, 200 years ago, however old Dakota is. Dakota is old. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But, like, at that that particular time in life, you're like, oh, yeah, that's Matilda Bagshaw. Right. In 1981. Like, because I always think about, like, I'm going to use Maya Angelou as an example because, like, she was prolific and was writing Mm -hmm. when she was younger. But by the time that I was born and introduced to her, I always saw an older Maya Angelou. Mm -hmm. And when I would see, like, video or interviews when she was younger, it was very few and far between. And also, like, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. that's You know what I mean? It wasn't, like, show me a picture of a young Maya Angelou and I'd be like, that's Maya Angelou. Right. <laughs> I mean, show me a picture of an older Maya Angelou, and I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's who I know. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking too much about this, I guess. But also, like... Yeah, no, I they're, just... They're 13. I just wrote, I underlined, that's her, and I wrote, a future look. <laughs> I know, but I couldn't just leave it there. <sighs> She's just all up in there. And I'm like, I can't just not say anything. Um, So then they get to the home of James, Lily, and Harry Potter. A young, attractive couple leave the house with a baby in a pushchair. Albus moves towards them, but Scorpius pulls him back. Like, dude, we've done the time travel thing already. You know you need to chill. And, you know, because they can't see him because it could damage time, even though time is already damaged, but whatever. So then they're trying to figure out, basically, how they're going to protect Harry and that's how we end it. All right, scene four, Ministry of Magic, Harry's office. So Harry's going through paperwork. Dumbledore's portrait pops up, um, and Harry's like, Professor Dumbledore, in my office, I'm honored. I'm, I must be where the action is tonight. Um, Dumbledore asks what he's doing, and basically he's going through papers trying to figure out if there's anything he missed. Um, and then asks where Dumbledore's been, but, like, Dumbledore's a portrait. Like, he is not a a person. Um, And he's like, you're here just as the battle is lost. But, like, what is he supposed to do? He is a painting. He is two-dimensional. And then he's like, are you denying Voldemort is going to return? And then Dumbledore says, it is possible. But, like, he's... He's a painting. He knows that because y'all told him. Like, he heard that it's possible. He's like, it's possible. Like, I don't, and then Harry's like, go, leave. I don't want you here. I don't need you. You were absent every time it really counted. I fought him three times without you. I'll face him again if need be alone. And I'm just like. He's getting very salty. In a way that, like, you, like, the one of the things about Deathly Hollows, and it's not to say that, like, it would happen, that it's, like, happens all at once. But one of the, like, major character arcs for Harry is that he finds out all of these lies about Dumbledore or he finds that he finds out that he didn't know so like as much about Dumbledore as he thought and he has to come to terms with that and come to terms with the fact that Dumbledore like manipulated him into getting into where he is Mm -hmm. and he does that and by the end of it by the time he sees Dumbledore in King's Cross he's accepted it 
And, like, yeah, it's fucked up what Dumbledore did, but at that point, Harry, it's not that he doesn't think that it's messed up, and it's not that he doesn't think that it's, like, wrong, but he is, like, this is what happened, I've accepted it, like, this is what needed to happen to get to this point, whatever. So the fact that he's now unleashing and unloading all of this, like, resentment on a portrait when he could have just did it when he met him at King's Cross, it's like he's just going back. You know, like he's reverting back in a way that doesn't make sense for the character arc that he had in Deathly Hollows. And on top of that, he's been in the wizarding world so long that he should just know that it's not fucking Dumbledore. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's like, I don't mind the idea of like reverting back, but I think the anger, it could have been written in a way in which he's like, when I need you, you're not here. Like, I'm yelling at this portrait, mm-hmm. knowing that I'm yelling at a portrait, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I, sh- I want to be yelling at you, or, like, who you represent, but this is, like, useless. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the words in which they use makes it feel like Harry thinks he's talking to Dumbledore, and the entire, what was it, the first time Dumbledore showed up in Act 2 or mm-hmm. Act 1 or whatever, they reinforce over and over again, he's a portrait. He's not, you know... Plus, of all the stuff that we know about in the OG7, like, he's, it's not Dumbledore. Right. And so, it just makes Harry look out of touch. Yeah. You know? Whereas, like, you can still have that same emotional beat and, like, the frustration, but Harry be frustrated that he's a portrait. Right. You know what I mean? Like, here it's like he's yelling at Dumbledore, and, we're, and so everyone's just like, that's not Dumbledore. Though. Yeah, like, I get <laughs> like, it, but he can only say so much. Like, Right. You know, like, you can't really do more than that. Um, I don't know. Real quick, just backing up a little bit. Um, Samnika asked in the chat if Albus and Scorpius should be able to see the Potters, the Potters with the Fidelius charm and the Secret Keeper not having told them. But I think they're, like, they left the house, which is dumb. Now that you said that, though, I just am like, why did they leave the Whoa. house? They went for, like, a walk. They're, like, pushing him. They leave the house, and they're, like, pushing him along. But, like... Now that you've all said that, together, all three of them together, even dumber. Yo, <laughs> like I don't know why I just. I think that was one of those few where I just missed it, and I was like, whatever. They're going for a walk. But you're right. They had the Fidelia. Show. They're literally in hiding. They're not supposed to be out of the house, and that was like the whole thing because James was being was restless because he couldn't leave the house. He had cabin fever, but here they are just going for a stroll in an October stroll afternoon walk. All three of them, all three of them pushing pushing the baby as a unit, Mm -hmm. making it easier Mm -hmm. for Death Eaters Mm -hmm. and/or Voldemort to just pop out, pop pop out like, "Hey, what's up?" All three of y'all. Wow. (laughs) (sighs) It's so stupid. It's so stupid. You know, every time I mention Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, Ami breaks out into that song I sang song. in, uh... Uh, uh Diana busted out in a song when she was reading it. We were in Starbucks. It was, like, Act 2 or something. And it was, this book is so stupid. Yeah. And now Ami... Every time I say, oh, I have to record Cursed Child, and she's like, stupid! I'm like, shut up. <laughs> yes, you're correct, but also... <laughs> 
Uh, I just don't even want to read this because I don't care. But anyway, um, Harry's like, Harry, don't you think I wanted to fight him on your behalf? I would have spared you if I could. And then Harry, love blinds us. Do you even know what that means? Do you even know how bad that advice was? My son is my son is fighting battles for us just as I had to for you. Which, like, no, you did not fight battles for him. You didn't fight battles for Dumbledore. And Dumbledore didn't. I'm sorry. Can we just? Sorry. Who was it that did Dumbledore come and and to your to your parents' house and kill your parents? Like the whole point of them Order of the Phoenix at the end is Dumbledore being like, "Yo, there's this prophecy, but it don't really matter because you was gonna go for for Voldemort anyway, because he killed right. your parents and because he's coming for your folks. Like I just you did not because fight that battle to, for you. You because he wants to kill your like." <sighs> Let Voldemort get to where he wants to get, and Hermione doesn't exist, and you, and life is not, and he's a fundamentally bad person, and you are a fundamentally good person. It's the whole so point. It's not. Oh, Dumbledore said that I had to do this thing, so I'm gonna do it. That's never been the case. Yes, Dumbledore manipulated Harry into getting into certain situations and like kind of moved chess pieces around so that he could be at the right place at the right time and you know see the right thing at the right time. Whatever, sacrifice himself. Yes. All that is true, but he was not fighting that battle for Dumbledore. And then again, on the other side, what battle is Albus fighting and for whom? Albus started this thing. There was no battle. There was no, like, insurmountable thing that they, like, good versus evil. There was no, like, I, I didn't choose this reluctant hero moment. No. Like, Albus raised his hand, caused a problem, mm-hmm. and then is now having to deal with the consequences of a problem he caused. Right, Albus didn't... Oh, just to be, make clear, Albus Potter in this case. Albus Potter. we've been talking about Dumbledore. Right, like, your son, he started it. He did. He wasn't dragged into it. Delphi, no didn't, Delphi didn't say, hey, Albus, you should go steal the time turner. Albus went to her. Like, she didn't really do... I mean, yeah, she was in the background, whatever, with the puppet strings or whatever, but, like, she, he made those decisions. And even still, and she wasn't real. The thing is, too, is like honestly, the way that they kind of reveal that she's been the bad guy the whole time is clumsy because there aren't that many clues to her being like manipulative from jump. Mm-mm. There aren't enough, like, kind of even if, even if you could miss it, there aren't like even reading it, knowing wh- who she is at the beginning. There's right. not enough like to really. She's not whispering in his ear about how un- fun- fundamentally unfair and how he should do something since his father won't. Right, no. Albus he makes all those all conclusions on his, on own. his own. So we, are, we, we over here blaming Dumbledore. And his righteous indignation is something that is wholly <sighs> out of his own head. Okay. And then he says, and, and I've proved as bad as a father to him as you were to me. And I'm like, if you don't Also, how the- dare you he was never Curious your father Black, figure. So, like, can we weekend. not? He's at the very, at the least, been the grandfather. But, like, all these other fathers you got, and you talking about he, him, Dumbledore? That's who you looked up to as a father? Yikes. That's on you. Like, I just, I don't know. <laughs> like, he didn't even really, like, you talked to him three times in your whole, like, first year at Hogwarts. First two years at Hogwarts. Third year, not really. Fourth year. He had bars. Yeah, you know? he just show up, say a couple things, and then leave. It wasn't until you were 15 that y'all actually had... He was avoiding you. So really, 16, that y'all really had any, like, meaningful... And then he was dead Hi. at the end of the year, so I don't understand. 
I, mm. I hate it. I hate this. A beloved mentor, maybe. But Hagrid, Sirius, and Remus did not do, go through what they went through for B- Dumbledore to be your father. I just, yeah. I'm going to s- skip a little bit. So, um, okay. basically, Harry is, like, yelling at Dumbledore for leaving him at Privet Drive, which, like, is valid, but also feels like it's coming out of nowhere. And, like, not out of nowhere in that, like, they have been seeding. Like, Harry has been having dreams about his time as a child but it doesn't actually really connect to anything else going on in the play so when he's bringing it up now it's like okay but like we have to go back in time so I don't know why this is something we're talking about um then it's just back and back and forth of like I wanted to protect you you're protecting yourself you're whatever and then Dumbledore go he's like he attempts to reach out of the portrait but can't and then he begins to cry but tries to hide it and I'm just like it's a fucking painting I like it's a please um so then he kind of goes then he goes back it's basically like a very truncated and um less like a like it's a truncated um the lost prophecy chapter in order of the phoenix with less bars yeah because it's I had to meet you in the end, 11 years old and so brave. Like, no, we're not going all the way back to fucking 11 years old. I did that. If I want to read that, I'll go read the best book in the dang series and you'll leave me alone. Like, I just, I just needed to not. And he's weeping. I was blind. This is what love does. I, what I, like, it's just, anyway. I will say that considering, um, current events, I would cause irreparable damage I am no fit person to love. I have never loved without causing harm. I was like, oh, hi, Joe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How's it going? How you, how you doing? Um, to suffer is as human as to breathe, and I just am like, okay, whatever. And then openly weeping, which is, I couldn't see that you needed to hear that this closed-up, tricky, dangerous old man loved you. One, you're a portrait. Two, he's two. 115. Like, I don't think Harry needed to. A 15-year-old definitely did not need to know no. that a closed-up, tricky, dangerous old man loved him. Like. You know? Yikes. To catch a predator. Big yikes. <laughs> <laughs> this, is so, this, this is just awful. I can't. Can we just skip it? Anyway, the, yeah. the portrait walks away, and Harry's like, don't go! And he's like those who we love never truly leave us. And I'm like, the Harry Potter series left us. At this point, the Wizarding World was yeah. like, fuck y'all, we get money, we out. Like, that's literally what happened. You can't spout that shit when it's wrong. Like, it's, it's, you, you've said it yeah. now in a, in a play that has made it very clear that we have been yeeted, the, we've been yeeted off, off the thing. Like, we're no longer, y'all left. Like, what the fuck? I also love, like, those who we love Never truly. Nah, J.K. Rowling been like, left. Bro. We loved the Harry we Potter loved the series. Harry Potter series. Did not love us. Back. No, it's been out. <laughs> it is like it is like wow. The fact that they put that in here is like truly insulting. <laughs> Just like uh, anyway, Dumbledore leaves, and then Draco comes in, um, and then he's bringing up about how in another reality he was the head of the magical law enforcement, like whatever. Trying to make a joke. Wait, 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 wait. no, no, because we have to do this part. He says, um, thing is, never really fancied being a ministry man, even as a child. My dad, it's all he ever wanted. You know, Lucius ain't never had no job. If Lucius wanted to be a ministry man, he by sure as hell could have. No, but he... He was always up there. No, I'm saying, no, it's saying he wanted Draco to be. 
But even still, that doesn't make sense because even still, that make no sense because y'all have money. Why do you need to be working at a damn government position? Right. Um, but apparently, they're now best friends because he's he's saying it in a way to try to like comfort Harry because Harry's clearly like grieving or whatever the fuck. So I'm like, oh, so Draco came here to to consult Harry mm-hmm. Potter. Ron is off it not being his yeah, fault. and them not being his kids. Um, mm-hmm. And then Harry's like, what did you want to do? And apparently, he wanted to do Quidditch, but mainly he wanted to be happy, but like whatever then they go to serious business and then draco says do you think theodore not have the only time turner and like woohoo convenient plot fix let's get into it because the one that the ministry sees was a prototype made of inexpensive material it does the job but only able to go back for five minutes which is a serious flaw it isn't something you'd sell to true collectors of dark magic but also since when has time travel been dark magic right and then Harry is realizing what Draco is saying and is like, he was working for you? No, my father. He liked owning things that no one else had. Is he damn, who is he? Now Lucius Malfoy is, is Borgen and Burks? Like, what the fuck? Like, so, Legit the collector from the MCU. The Ministry's time turners, thanks to Croker, were always a little vanilla for him. He wanted the ability to go back further than an hour. He wanted the ability to travel back years. He'd never have used it. Secretly, I think he preferred a world without Voldemort. But yes, the time turner was built from him. This is dumb. Lock Lucius up. Is he dead? Is that what is that what's happening? If not, lock I him up. So. They haven't been clear. Lock Draco up. I mean, because then right. Draco reveals the time turner, so he's had it this entire time. So fuck the entire Malfoy family for just letting all this shit happen and not pulling his damn son by the ear and being like, give me that damn prototype. We're destroying it. We're destroying all of that shit. Like, all y'all. Fuck it. Like, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a plot fix that, didn't, that then, like, calls into question all the other stuff that just happened. <laughs> so it just fucks up everything else in the everything. entire play just to make it convenient for them to, like, go back in time to save the day. Like, Draco's had this time period. And I honestly forgot yeah. about this. I was like, I don't remember how they got back in time. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I don't know how they did that. That's crazy. But because this was some bullshit. And, like, why... Um, I do... Sorry. They try to they try to explain why he didn't come forward with it before, which makes sense only up until the point when the kids first use the time turner. Right. Like it like why he had it but didn't turn it in mm-hmm. only makes sense until his kids get the time turner and go back and they know that they went back in time. And then the rest of the second back in time and then this current one like does not make mm-hmm. sense. So then uh, Harry is like, Hermione Granger, it was the reason she kept the first. She f- there with the fear that there might be a second. Hanging on to this, you could have been sent to Azkaban. Send him then. Get your son back. Send him to Azkaban. Also, Harry says, Hermione Granger. <laughs> you don't know her? I just, I just like, I, okay. So Harry's calling her Hermione or in outside company, the minister. Mm-hmm. So then Draco's like, consider the alternative. If people had known I had the ability to travel in time, consider the rumor that would have been given increased credence. So, like, now I'm like, shit, Scorpius probably is a Voldemort baby. Like, I don't care. Like, y'all got time travel. Y'all going all the way back. Why did you, why does Lucius need this if he's not going to use it? Like, there's literally no reason for him to have a time turner. And no reason for Draco to keep. Like, there's just no reason for any of this. The prototype is fine. Right. Then you don't need it. Like, literally, there's no reason for any of this. You, you just have You don't need it at all. Like, he's like, oh, hey, Theodore. Which, like, Theodore got out of Hogwarts and all of a sudden was like, 
an, is he an unspeakable or something? Is that what he became? Is he all of a sudden he's ready to be out here like they? He's an inventor, and he can he knows about time. Like is that? I just Theodore was one of Draco's homies. Like I just am not clear on really any of this. And anyway, we just we doing dumb shit, and that's just where we are. But there's a twist here. Some actually important information has been revealed. Hmm. Draco says, we were capable of having children, but Astoria was frail. A blood malediction. Okay. Astoria is related to Nagini. Probably not. <laughs> A serious one. Uh, an ancestor was cursed. Dun, dun, dun. Are we trying to say Scorpius is Korean now? Mm-hmm. And it's going to turn into a snake. No, thanks. I guess it only happens in women. Also, I don't know if it's only snakes, but I can't remember. Because I had looked it up, and then I was like, this is bullshit, so I didn't. (laughs) Actually, I was like, why am I looking it up? Yeah. But I just, you know, caught that. Mm -hmm. And back to dumb shit. Um, An ancestor curse, it showed up in her. You know how these things can resurface after generations. Which, like, do we? (laughs) Um, And then Drake was like, I didn't want to risk her health, but... um, like, I don't care. I didn't care about the Malfoy line, but she didn't want a baby for the Malfoy name. But for us, um, it was the best day for both our lives, but a weekend Astoria, we hid ourselves away. Um, and then the rumors started and then saying Astoria always knew she wasn't destined for old age. So just again, like not, she's just a sacrifice. Like she's, she's just Lily all over again. She's not actually a person. And, like, all this stuff Draco's talking about is nice and, like, cool. He loved her. But, like, who was she? We still don't really know. And then, oh, so basically he's, like, I never realized that by hiding him away, um, I ensured that he would emerge shrouded in worse suspicion than I ever endured. I uh, crossed off worse and wrote stupider. I want to also say that, like, (laughs) stupid was never really in my vocabulary until I started reading this play. Like, I haven't used the word stupid since I was, like, in middle school. And then I started reading this, and I was like, it's the only word I can think of to describe <laughs> this hot mess. And then Harry says, love blinds, which, like, I guess is now the theme, but... Love is blind, but it'll take over your mind. Cool. Um, we have both tried to give our sons not what they needed, but what we needed. We've been so busy trying to rewrite our own past, we've blighted their present. Is that what's been happening? Because I don't remember seeing like, Harry trying to rewrite his past. Like, it feels like that they're trying to, like, you know, as we're wrapping up, be like, this is the whole point of the play. But it's like, but was it? Because they didn't rewrite their past. Like, did. They, did, did Harry and Draco go back in time to try to, like, right. save Cedric? Because that's not, that's not what I read. In your, in his, like, arguments with Albus, was he ever being, like, explicitly, you know, I... He hasn't been lying. He hasn't been, like... right. And yeah, I just I'm really not clear, or I mean, it's it's not clear, and it shouldn't, and it's purposefully, I think, not clear. Um, and then Draco's like, I've been holding on to it, barely resisting using it, even though I would sell my soul for another minute with Astoria. And I'm like, I haven't seen any, I haven't seen it, so I don't really believe this. Like, I just I'm like, whatever. And then Harry's like, we can't use it. Draco looks at Harry for the first time at this bottom of this dreadful pit and they look at each other as friends and I'm like I guess we are officially in a new trio um 
And then they're like, we have to find our sons. And Harry's like, no, love won't do it, nor a time turner. It's up to our sons. They're the only ones who can save us. I hate your cursed child voice almost as much as I hate your Henny I voice. hate cursed child more than I hate Henny. That makes sense. <laughs> I don't actually hate Henny, really. Scene five. So Godric's Hollow outside of um, the Potter house. <clears throat> And then they're trying to figure out what they do, whether they tell James and Lily. And then Scorpius is like that they'll never get to see their son grow up. And then Alba says, she's strong enough. I know she is. You saw her. And I'm just like, what? First of all, do we tell my both of them? And then he's Scorpius is like they and then she they go straight to Lily. She's yep. strong enough. And again, it's it's just exactly what we just saw with Astoria. Like it's they're not actual characters. They're just like these archetypes and it's like oh we're just gonna put them on a pedestal we don't actually know who they are as actual people i mean they're women this is the worst and that's basically the only character type trait that you need white women mm-hmm. to be better mm-hmm. boom that's all you need to know i'm tired tells you everything um, she needs to be able to beg for beg Voldemort for Harry's life. She needs to think he might die, and you're the worst spoiler in the world that did that. That didn't turn out to be true. And they're like, so we go get Dumbledore. We'll do what you did with Snape. Which like, no, because that apparently that's also a risk. And Scorpius is like, I was able to ask for help because I was in an alternate reality. We're not. The dangers of talking to anyone infecting time are too great. But like, this is too fucking late. Like, time has been infected. Like, y'all did that shit. Right. And Albus like, so we need to talk to the future. We need to send dad a message. Um, so they're trying to figure out how to send the message. Basically, they, they're, Scorpius is like, we'll deliver it to ourselves. We'll wait 40 years and we deliver it. Which, like, how would that work if she kills Harry? She's like, so, she's like, but Delphi will be after us anyway. And she'll try to kill us. And then Scorpius is like, so we hide in a hole. And Scor- Albus says, as pleasurable as it would be to hide in a hole with you for the next 40 years, they'll find us. And like, gay. gay. All caps. All caps, exclamation points on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Then Scorpius is like, if I had to choose a companion to be at the return of eternal darkness with, I'd choose you. Yay. <laughs> and then Albus is like, no offense, but I'd choose someone massive and really good at magic, which like, okay. Then Lily exits the house with baby Harry in a pram again. Again. <laughs> And then puts the blanket on him. And then Scor- Albus is like, his blanket. He's wrapping him in his blanket. Um, and he's like, it's the only thing he had from her. And then Scorpius is like, I don't know. They're talking about what they wish they could tell their parents. And I just, anyway. Um, basically, Albus is like, we could, you, we could put a message on the blanket because I spilled love potion on it. So basically, his asshole behavior is being rewarded just like that one time when Harry used a uh, sectum sempera and then got Jenny as a girlfriend. Um, so and I hate this play. Um, apparently pearl dust is something that you can use that reacts with love potion. Um, and it's really expensive and rare, but they can use it because it'll react with the love potion and the blanket and burn the blanket I think so this family like, it has just never been washed. But. Well, I mean, it hasn't been that long, yeah, since they left. Yeah. But then also it's like, so they're now they're doing this. No, I'm saying in the 40 years, but oh. I'm also like, no, they, they do it and then they Yeah, die. and then also I There's think no that 
it's not supposed to come out. I don't know. So then they they say that if they write it with the tincture of demigods and pearl dust, when they meet, um, it'll burn. So they're going to burn the blanket to send the message. They're, that his dad's blanket, the last thing he has of his mom. And then they're going to write a, they're going to write a thing. And then they'll like basically Harry and Jenny will, I guess Harry will find the message when he realizes that his blanket is burning. Um, and then, you know, just, it, just like, luckily enough, Batilda Bagshot has the tincture of demiguys and... And wands. And Girl. wands. And never saw the point in witches and wizards locking their doors, which you hate to see it. But, you know, I mean, her you demise. Know, who needs a Costco membership? Right. Um, you got Batilda. <laughs> And then scene six. So Harry and Jenny are in Albus's room in the present. And they're uh, they're all having their like it's oh, it's it's Hallow's Eve. It's already October. Which I didn't realize that much time had passed in this play. Um But Harry's like this is like the second Really though, like this time that much time didn't really pass. They just skip. They skip, yeah. Because Right. But they did, but but that's the end of October. That means it's been two months, and I just, it doesn't feel like it's been that long. No, because they go back, <clears throat> immediately come back, and things have changed. And Albus is like, "Let's go back again." Mm-hmm. So probably like two weeks. That's what it feels like. Because they're only back in time like five minutes mm-hmm. jumps. And then they probably, when, in the alternate universe, when, they, when Harry forbids them from speaking to each other, that may have been a week, possibly two weeks. Yeah. Stretch it to make it closer to October. But they never mention, like, time, like, weeks pass, you know? Right. Which seems like an important bit of information. But, you know, also they want the parallels of it being, like, the anniversary of the, the so they don't want to do no work. whatever. But it don't really make sense. Um, anyway, Harry's like, I've had some pretty terrible, terrible Hollows Eves, but this is undoubtedly at least the second worst. And it's like, well, this is great because we're going back to the first worst in a few seconds. So, like, you know, shout out to you. Um, and then Jenny's like, I was wrong to blame you. I always accuse you of jumping into things, but it was me. Albus went missing, and I assumed also, it was like, your fault. It wasn't fault. her either. It was your dumb kid who was right. capable of, like, being responsible for his own actions. He's not a baby. Right. So basically she apologizes, which I mean, she has to, he had, she had to have something to do in this, in this book. And so blaming yeah. was the easiest. Harry's like, you don't think this is my fault, but I chased him away. I chased him to her, which like, no. Um, and then, so yeah, they both apologize. Harry's crying and he's like, I shouldn't have just survived. It was my destiny to die. Even Dumbledore thought so. And yet I lived. I beat Voldemort. All these people all these people, my parents, Fred, the fallen 50, and it's me who gets to live. Fuck off is what I wrote How there. is that? Fuck off. You said what? I wrote fuck I off. wrote like, oh, so now we're going to mention Fred. Oh, like the fallen 50. Y'all like calling them the fallen 50 in real life? That's some shit you just put in a damn textbook or, you know, on the wiki. Yeah. <laughs> but the fallen 50. Shut the fuck up. And he's like, oh, this is my fault. Go to therapy. Right? Like, are you kidding me Miss right me now? Miss me with this. Also, like, 
telling your wife who is worried about your son that you should have died 20-something years ago, meaning none of this is worth it. <laughs> Marrying you, having three kids, not worth it. Should have died at 17. Mm-hmm. He's talking about, she's like, they were killed by Voldemort. But if I'd stopped him sooner, you were a child. You only knew two spells. What? And like, if we haven't internalized that by now. Come on. What is the point? All that blood on my hands. You don't have blood on your hands. He was trying to kill Muggleborns. He wasn't trying to just kill you. Again, it's not only about you, Harry. Also, in all of the time of the Battle of Hogwarts, how many people do you think Harry actually killed with Expelliarmus? Harry, I mean... So then he's like... he's, And then Jenny's like, um, our son's not dead... The, and then Harry, the boy who lives. How many people have to die for the boy who lives? Like, just shut up. I don't care. Shut the fuck up. He picks up the blanket, and then he realizes that there's holes in it. Um, and he's like, Ron's idiotic love potion is burnt right through it. Which, like, yeah, you... Y'all, her and Ron, him and Ron are not friends. I don't know what happened, but they had a huge falling out. And they only interact with each other because they are now oh, related. They are now in-laws. And Harry and Hermione are co-workers and are still friends, but it's really awkward because they had some huge falling out that they never got over. And that's also why Harry is all over the place in this book because he doesn't have his wheezy. Give Harry his wheezy wheezy back because all all this shit would be fine. But, like, instead, Ron over here acting an entire fool. Harry don't want to admit out loud that he needs his wheezy, and so here we are. That's how we got here. I've solved it. This is just a glor- This is just a horrible goblet of fire fanfic. Mm-hmm. We did this. I cracked already. it. <laughs> so he opens a blanket, sees the writing burn through it. On another part of the stage, Albus and Scorpius appear. Um, basically, they're trying to read what this says, and they're not clear on it. It's this whole thing back and forth of like, Dad. Uh, and then it's like, Dad, help! Or and then Harry's like, Dad, hello, good, hello. No, this is a strange joke. Like they're trying to read it, but they can't. Whatever. Anyway, then finally we figure out it's a date. Then Harry's like, it's a date, thirty first October, nineteen eighty one. The date my parents were killed. Bum bum bum. Um, and then it's like, then he finally gets it. Dad, help! Godric's Hollow, thirty one ten eighty one. It's a message. Clever boy left me a message. He kisses Jenny hard. And says shoelace. Um, and then <laughs> he doesn't, but I wish that he did. Um, <laughs> that was a, that was my honest check to make sure you were still with basically, her. <laughs> basically, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then Jenny's like, Albus wrote this. And he's like, he's told me where they are and when they are, and we can fight her. He kisses her hard again. Um, and then it's like, I'll send an owl to Hermione, you send one to Draco. Not, you know, to your brother. Um. Why? He don't have nothing to do with this now. His kids weren't involved. No. But I guess he's here. Um, and then, and it is us, okay? Don't ever think about going without me, Harry. So I guess Jenny's coming. And Harry's like, of course you're coming. We have a chance, Jenny. And by Dumbledore, that's all we need. A chance. Why are we, like, by Dumbledore? Anyway, that's the end of that. So, Thank I don't have nothing goodness. to say about that. It was dumb. Who's... Except we have to do it yeah, again. Yeah, I know. Who's um, your MVP? 
So, <laughs> I was, like, going back and forth. And there really is not an MVP. So, this MVP is not a person. Mm-hmm. It is Albus and Scorpius' love for each other. <laughs> like, Albus isn't the MVP. Scorpius isn't the MVP. Because they do it for mm-hmm. Their love. Word. Wins. Their love wins. <laughs> Word. I also made nobody my MVP, and I'm just going to stick with that because I can't. I literally, I was just like, there's no one. There there's is no, no one. one. And so. I was like, I guess I'll make Albus and Scorpius MVP because, you know, they will spend 40 years in a hole together. And then I was like, no. That's stupid. Yeah. Um, he's bench. The mouth boys. Because all, all of them, what the fuck are you doing with time travel? What's wrong with you? Like, and to be a dumb fix that, like, just makes things worse. Like, no, I don't care. It's yeah. stupid. Also, just for allowing Voldemort the run of your house so he could have the baby in the first place. Right. Samika uh, makes us the MVP for reading this, even though we don't want to, and we do not want to. Mm-hmm. So we're so close to being done. My bench is J.K. Rowling, John Tiffany, and Jack Thorne. Mm-hmm. Mostly J.K. Rowling, because none of this shit is, none of it. Mm-mm. None of it. Sit down, count your billion billions, and leave us alone. You had one idea. You did that thing. Leave it. I don't want to know your opinions on anything. I don't want to know about your politics. I don't want to know about what you think happened to these characters after you wrote The End All Was Well. I don't want to know. Shut up. And stop pulling unqualified idiots into your shenanigans. I don't want to know what Jack Thorne got to think. I don't know what I care what John Tiffany got to think. I don't care about Johnny Depp or what's-his-face who keeps making them dumb, the dumb movies. Mm-hmm. David Yates. All these, all, you and your crew, sit down. Samnika benches James and Lily for leaving the house with Yo, but actually, though, there's no, like, they really did leave. They were like, <laughs> I don't care, we're on the run. We need some fresh air. Also, Samnika's the MVP for pointing yeah. out. <laughs> because. My brain was just like. I, I just skipped that one. I did not, I didn't think about it at all. <laughs> and. Oh, wow. God. Wow. Let's take a stroll. <sighs> Just, uh, oh my goodness. Anyway, thanks for listening. Um, next week, we'll discuss Act 4, Scene 7 through 11 of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Make sure to follow along. Let us know who you think is the real MVP and who has been for the chapter. Join the conversation on Twitter um, by adding us at We Black and Nerds or using the hashtag wizard team. Um, and check out all our stuff at blackgirlscreate.org. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.